Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Cloudy day in January. It's been a mild month. A lot of snow, though. Uh, You've seen the numbers that are right around average for an entire season. Already here with plenty of winter to go. All of February, we know how snowy it can be in March. But quiet day today. It'll be a quiet weekend here in the Twin Cities, as you heard a moment ago with Mark. Uh, Plenty of things to get to on the program today. Uh, As I mentioned, we have a great show lined up. A little bit later on, we'll we'll dive deep into a sports Saturday. Sarah McClellan covers Wild for the Star Tribune. They're down in Florida. Matt Dumba could be on the block. Looks like he'll be a healthy scratch. Steve Carney will take us outdoors. Jess Myers from the rink live to get us up to date on what's going on in college hockey. Jordan Bianchi covers NASCAR for the Athletic. New members of the Hall of Fame there in Charlotte. Uh, they'll be out at the L.A. Coliseum in early February. And uh, Phil Miller covers the Twins for the Star Tribune, that big trade with the Marlins. Luis Arise headed to Florida. Pablo Lopez, a big right-hander, joins the Twins rotation. And then we'll count you down to the Timberwolves and the Rockets tonight from Target Center. Speaking of Rockets, Stephen Clark joins us from SpaceFlightNow.com. How about that segue, Stephen? Good afternoon. Loved it. I don't know if I can compete with that, but I'll try. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I could do a show rundown and with Timberwolves Rockets, and then we could talk about uh, uh, the real thing uh, that that get humans and and payloads into low-Earth orbit and uh, beyond. Uh, once again, Stephen, good to visit with you. And we, we talk a ton about SpaceX, but they're the big player right now. Uh, they, they, are, they are leading this industry, period. I don't care if it's government programs, private uh, endeavors. Uh, SpaceX is the leader, and they're off to a very fast start so far in 2023. Indeed, yeah, they have already launched four uh, rockets to start 2023 in uh, about three weeks or so uh, into the year, and they're targeting 100 launches this year. And, you know, for your listeners who may think rocket launches are like airplane travel, it's not quite that routine yet. And uh, the the rate of growth, that we've talked about this before, but it, it is always astounding because just a handful of years ago, there were companies, you know, a dozen launches in a year was, was a banner year for a launch company just a few years ago. And even SpaceX was launching, you know, 15, 10 to 15 times a year a few years ago. Last year they launched uh, 61 times, and they're on pace right now for 100 launches this year. And they've already launched two missions for the military, uh, a couple of classified satellites on the Falcon Heavy rocket, and they launched a GPS satellite that, you and many of your listeners will be relying on in the years to come to get directions to the next uh, party or sporting event or doctor's appointment or whatever 
what have you. Uh, they just launched one of those a few days ago as well. So right out of the gate, a quick start. Yeah, and it isn't a routine. It's still very dangerous business when when humans are involved. But this this is something we have touched on, and it's worth bringing up again. In short order, they've made reusability look really easy. And, and the latest Falcon Heavy Rocket, which is really pretty much uh, three Falcon 9 strapped together uh, to return to land simultaneously or almost simultaneously, which is really interesting. But but the reusability, I, I just don't know if aerospace engineers could have fathomed this 10 years ago, the, 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 the tremendous success they've had with that reusability component that they're able to bring a first stage back. And considering how fast that first stage is traveling, when they slow it down, and bring it back safely, whether it's a barge in the ocean or to land, is incredible. Yeah, it's really the the holy grail of rocketry. It enables both the reduction in cost per launch as well as enables a faster launch cadence. Uh, so you can it's a benefits in both areas in terms of price per launch as well as the rate that a company is launching because they don't have to build a new rocket every time. And it's been a dream of aerospace engineers for a long time, but no company was able to put it all together and make it effective and reliable, uh, both technically and economically, until SpaceX came along. Uh, Werner von Braun, who designed the Saturn V rocket for the Apollo program, was thinking about reusability back in the 1950s and 60s. And a uh, company, uh, McDonnell Douglas, now part of Boeing, thought about it in the 90s. They did some low-altitude experiments um, in the 90s vertical takeoff and vertical landing for reusing rockets um, in the atmosphere. And those proved to be technically feasible, but McDonnell Douglas, which became Boeing, decided it wasn't worth the investment, which was going to be many millions of dollars to make it happen on an operational basis. But SpaceX, with uh, Elon Musk's uh, vision and deep pockets, were able to do it. Yeah, and it it certainly is a big deal. And the, the next step is uh, the huge starship being readied for a launch at hopefully some point this winter, February, March. It, it could happen. And, and here's uh, a system that's 100% reusable, and that's the goal. And we, and we should point out that Falcon 9, that, that upper stage or that final stage, it would boost a capsule or a payload into its final orbit, is still disposable, but Starship, uh, ideally, Stephen, would be 100% reusable. Yes, yes, and that will take another, you know, we've seen SpaceX with the Falcon 9 take a leap uh, in innovation, like a paradigm shift in how rocket companies who are designing new rockets are thinking about how they want to design their vehicles. Almost all of them have reusability as part of their roadmap now which wasn't the case a decade ago, as well as a payloads who used to have to budget $100 million in some cases for a launch can take that and cut it in, in half or even a third, and they can either save that money or spend that money on making their payloads even more or their satellites even more capable. And the Starship is going to take that next leap, uh, you know, in cutting – uh, SpaceX wants to take that next leap with the Starship and cutting the cost, you know, from 100 to 30 million, as they did from Falcon 9, down to single-digit millions for Starship. And yeah, the, the entire vehicle uh, 
top to bottom, 400 feet tall, that is designed to be entirely reusable. And yeah, we hope to see that launch in the next few weeks or a couple of months. Um, right now, SpaceX has a fully stacked Starship on the pad, pad, launch pad down in Texas, undergoing some testing. And I think they're in the home stretch right now, if all these tests go well, uh, to getting to a launch date. You know, Steve and I had a thought because eventually the goal is to get Starship obviously on a flight, ultimately get it a working system to get payloads into orbit. You know, this, this gigantic heavy lift capability. But the next step is getting something like Starship uh, approved or rated to carry humans into orbit. Mm-hmm. And and that's another order. And And I'm wondering... And and I haven't heard this or read this yet, but I, I'm thinking aloud a little bit. Since they have Falcon 9, they have the Dragon capsule, which which is now proven and reliable. It looks like it's going to be uh, may, maybe a permanent fixture on the International Space Station as a life wrap because of some problems with the Soyuz capsule, and the Russians are going to launch another one. We can talk more about that in our next segment. But my thought would be, even even if Starship becomes operational and you can use it as just kind of a an uncrewed heavy lift vehicle to get ships and materials into orbit and have the humans meet these ships in orbit via something like the Dragon capsule, if you will, could be workable. Um, if if you don't want to take the time to make Starship, you know human rated if you will to get into orbit you know that's a really good point steve and i think that's what a lot of people are thinking about as one of the possible directions the starship program could take um is the system could be used to transport very heavy cargo 100 tons of cargo into orbit and then astronauts or crew members could rendezvous with it and meet up with it in space after launching on the very well-proven falcon 9 and dragon spacecraft yeah. You know, eventually, eventually, though, SpaceX wants to launch and land people on the Starship because that would allow them to move on entirely from the Falcon 9 program and divest themselves of that infrastructure. And the Starship is designed to eventually land on the moon and even Mars with people. So if they do that, it would need to be rated conceivably. You know, theoretically, it would also need to be rated, human rated, to land with people on Earth and launch people from Earth. But... You know, we saw from Falcon 9, from the first Falcon 9 launch uh, that SpaceX did in 2010, it was a decade until people were put on it to launch. And it was about 100, uh, almost 100 flights, I believe. I'd have to go back and check. Around 100 flights of the Falcon 9 before uh, it was human rated for people. And I would expect a similar number of starships, likely, uh, before people are on it. But SpaceX's vision is to launch these things very rapidly and, and launch them on a, you know, maybe initially a monthly cadence, but get to a weekly cadence and even a daily cadence somewhere down the road. And it won't take them 10 years to amass 100 flights if SpaceX's plans work out. Yeah, very very interesting. But the next big leap could be coming up in the next couple of months, so all eyes. Love to be there to see that. I, I saw one shuttle launch. We've talked about it before, and it was spectacular. I can't imagine something the size of, of Starship uh, leaving the surface of the Earth would be pretty cool to see. Definitely. Double double the thrust of the space shuttle and uh, more than twice the height of the space shuttle. 
Yeah, and I, I suppose this is a launch that could happen on relatively short notice. Is that the sense you get that, you know, one, one, once they're ready to go, that, that, that they're going to probably go on pretty short notice? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it, too. That's what I expect is maybe, you know, we may have an idea watching how they're progressing with testing that it could be a month away and then it's going to be a week right. away and then maybe have the launch date confirmed just a couple of days before it happens is kind of what I anticipate, uh, you know, but uh, we're watching the testing, we're monitoring how things are going in Texas. And, uh, you know, right now, I, you know, Elon Musk tweeted a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week ago that late February, March for the first launch is, is conceivable. Uh, and right now I don't see anything that would prohibit that with the rate of testing uh, that they're going. Uh, but we'll see how things go in the next few weeks. They have to, one of the next steps is to fully load the entire rocket, the first stage and the second stage with propellant. Uh, and then at some point they're going to hot fire and test all 33 engines on that booster stage together all at once, which they haven't done yet. They've tested uh, around a dozen, I think, before. But the full complement of 33 engines we test fired uh, on a ground test. And then it, that'll be kind of the final exam before they go ahead for a launch attempt, I think. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the International Space Station as it looks as though the Russians are going to send another Soyuz capsule up to bring astronauts home. Uh, SpaceX uh, could be in the mix going forward to provide a life raft, if you will, if there is problems. We'll, we'll get into that uh, story in a moment with Stephen Clark from SpaceFlightNow.com here on News Talk. A3OWCCO. We continue with Stephen Clark, SpaceFlightNow.com. And um, th- this is getting attention, but you would think it would be getting more attention. And that was uh, Soyuz spacecraft attached to the International Space Station sprung a leak. And now it's been deemed really not safe for astronauts to return to Earth on. So the Russians are readying another capsule to launch a rendezvous with the International Space Station and then ultimately bring these astronauts home. And, you know, that is a real concern. Space junk, other problems, uh, and the astronauts need to bail out. They they need a spacecraft at the ready. Yeah, you're exactly right. This was the uh, spacecraft that uh, took two Russian cosmonauts and American astronaut to the station last September and uh, a collision or an impact with some sort of fragment in space uh, punctured the radiator system on the spacecraft and it leaked out all of its coolant. And there's concern about if they had to return to Earth in the spacecraft, it would overheat. Uh, So uh, NASA and uh, NASA has agreed with the Russians that the plan will be to launch a replacement Soyuz spacecraft without anyone on board uh, around February the 20th. It'll go up and dock to the space station. And yeah, the three crew members, two Russians, one American, who were supposed to come back in March on that damaged Soyuz spacecraft will actually have their mission extended now. Uh, the crew, the next crew, uh, the next three-person crew that was going to launch on a Soyuz in March will have their mission delayed till September, likely. And the three that are up there now will likely stay until that September time frame, so they'll have their mission extended from six months to a year. And you, you hit the point about space debris and objects in space posing threats um, to the space station, other satellites. Uh, we've seen damage to satellites before. We've uh, back in the shuttle program, uh, there was a window that was uh, hit by some piece of uh, space junk uh, and damaged a window. Thankfully, it didn't uh, 
cripple the shuttle. It didn't depressurize the shuttle or anything. But uh, with a growing number of, of launches and satellites and things just being put into space, there is growing concern about space junk. The Russians uh, say, uh, based on their analysis, that what caused this damage was likely a naturally occurring rock that came from deep space. They've, they've calculated the angle at which the object hit the yeah. Soyuz spacecraft and the speed, and they believe it came from, from deep space. NASA says they, they have looked at that assessment and agree that that is the most probable uh, reason, the most probable source of the debris that hit the Soyuz spacecraft, but it does illustrate the risk of objects in low Earth orbit, human-made objects, could cause to things like the space station. Yeah, and once again, that, that is something that will need to be dealt with at, at some point as more and more operations happen in low Earth orbit, and then ultimately uh, there, there are trips to the moon and beyond um, debris in low Earth orbit as crews depart or crews return to Earth is going to be something worth considering. It's not science fiction. It is reality. You're exactly right, Steve. And and one thing I didn't mention that I should have up front was the risk and the creation of debris from anti-satellite testing. And Russia, just a couple of years ago, performed a really irresponsible test. They shot down one of their own satellites in low Earth orbit and made one piece of space junk into thousands of pieces of space junk some of which are too small to be tracked reliably by radars on the Earth. China has done that before as well. Uh, the Americans did it back in the 80s, uh, but uh, the U.S. government hasn't, hasn't really done anything like that since. They did a test, or they shot down a satellite, I think in 2008, that was about to re-enter the atmosphere, but it didn't, they did it in a way that did not create um, as much debris. But now the U.S. government just in the last few months has made a commitment to not conduct any additional anti-satellite tests, and they're trying to get an international coalition together to uh, make an, a treaty, essentially uh, an agreement between nations not to perform such tests in the future because it risks every, every nation, every company's operations in space. And you would assume at some point, as crazy as this sounds, that there will need to be some sort of uh, space debris collection system. And it's not far-fetched. I know it's been discussed, and uh, th- there's a lot of talk on how that could work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there's, there are companies uh, that have done some experiments on capturing some very small debris, but it would need to be expanded at great scale to eliminate the problem completely. And then the question is who pays for it, as, as is the case in many realms of public life. Right, yeah. Who, who yeah. ultimately is going to pay? Uh, Stephen, uh, take a look at your calendar. What stands out to you in the next uh, month or so when it comes to space flight? Uh, I think the next few launches uh, that are of a particular note will be coming in the February time frame. Uh, there's uh, the next launch of the next crew on a SpaceX Dragon spacecraft. That's uh, currently scheduled for February the 26th. We'll be carrying uh, two Americans, a Russian cosmonaut, and uh, also the first astronaut from the United Arab Emirates to go up and live for six months on the International Space Station. He'll be doing a full rotation on the space station. And then the, the launch on February the 20th of that replacement Soyuz that'll be going up to be the lifeboat of the three crew members that are, are not stranded on the space station. They would, in the event of, uh, of, of a major emergency, they would still try to come home in the 
damage to Soyuz spacecraft, but uh, that's not an ideal situation. So that replacement's going up on February the 20th. And then uh, one other thing I'll mention is on Monday night, a company called Rocket Lab, which has launched uh, small satellites, uh, more than 30 missions out of New Zealand, is uh, making a uh, their first launch from American soil. It's a California-based company, and they specialize in launching small satellites uh, on on a very low cost, uh, very low price budget uh, into low Earth orbit. And they're going to be launching their first mission from a new launch pad they've built in Virginia. That's coming up on Monday evening. All right. Well, Stephen, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much, and enjoy your coverage of these matters at spaceflightnow.com. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. There he is, Stephen Clark, joining us here. And uh, he uh, was with us, courtesy of the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. 331. We'll take a break. We'll have an update on the weather. And then we'll talk hockey. Sarah McClellan covers the wild for the Star Tribune. Matt Dumba's been a healthy scratch. Could he be on the trade block? We'll get into that more. They take on the Panthers later. This is News Talk, E3OWCCO. The Minnesota Wild are on a tough four-game road trip. They'll be in Florida later today. So far, 1-1 one and one on this trip. They beat the Caps. Uh, They got blown out by the Hurricanes. But maybe the biggest story so far on the trip has been Matt Dumba, a healthy scratch. It looks like he'll be in the press box again tonight in Florida. And Sarah McClellan covers the Wild for the Star Tribune and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Sarah, I hope you're doing well. Hey, Alan. How about you, Steve? Yeah, good. Good to visit with you. And yeah, one-on-one road trip. This is a tough one uh, to the southeast in the NHL. But uh, the, the the Matt Dumba story is, is really kind of the big thing right now, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. I think the story lately has been who's not playing for them, obviously, than maybe who has. And you're right. The, it looks like he'll be a healthy scratch for a second straight game. Obviously, he sat out the game in Carolina what Coach Dean Edison called a hockey decision, a decision that was based on his play. Obviously, there's rumors swirling this time of year, and that's no stranger for Matt Dumba. He's always usually in the rumor mill, but obviously this season even more so being in the last season of his contract. He has unrestricted free agency pending, so this very well could be a deadline where he is on the move, and so that kind of maybe adds to the uncertainty, but... Obviously, as I said, Edison has made it clear this is a decision that's based on play, um, you know, and looking back at his last appearance in that Washington game, he said there were some plays, obviously, in that performance. And, um, you know, what he pointed to was that, you know, the team came together, players stepped up, and the team still had the victory. Uh, but overall, you know, he said he thought he'd been playing well, um, you know, was was surprised, obviously, by the decision. And now it seems to be a waiting game just to see when he'll get that next opportunity, you know, to step back into the lineup. Yeah, and it would be curious if, if uh, a trade is imminent that, that Dean Evison would uh, say it is a hockey decision and we're going in another direction. That could give you the impression that they're not thrilled with how he's playing right now and um, how, how that uh, would, would translate to other teams would would be interesting and we're still a ways away from the trade deadline that's why um you know it it, it's it seems a bit early for that talk i know a a deal can happen any time but 
Uh, we're, we're still talking early March for a deadline. You're right. It's March 3rd, and this would be early. I think maybe just by to ears. I, obviously, trades can happen at any time before yep. that, but like usually you see teams starting to gear up you know, maybe the month prior, especially, you know, the, last, the few weeks before, the week of, obviously, most of the action happens the day of the deadline. So there is still quite a lengthy runway to that, to that day and that deadline. So we'll see. And, you know, I think regardless, you know, of Matt Dumba's situation, the Wild's probably a team to keep an eye on leading up to the deadline just because they have some salary cap flexibility. So this is a team that could shuffle its lineup um, you know, as it continues to battle for a playoff spot. Yeah, another big development uh, off the ice is uh, a contract extension for for a young player that uh, figures to be a cornerstone piece going forward, and that's Matt Boldy, and you had a story on that in the Star Tribune. Yeah, obviously that was a deal that, that was announced on Monday, a seven-year extension worth $49 million for Matt Boldy. He was obviously... In the last season of his contract as well, he was set to become a restricted free agent. Um, so obviously, you know, different spot in his career, but obviously the term and the dollar amount points to what the organization feels about him as a player. And like you said, I think Cornerstone is, a, is an appropriate descriptor. He's only been in the league for about a year. You know, obviously this is his second season, but I think, you know, the performance so far obviously points to what he can continue to do, and, and that's score goals, create goals. I think obviously the message has been that, you know, he can shoot the puck more. Um, I know he's aware of that, but obviously, you know, this is still a player who's 21 years old, adapting to the league in the world. And, you know, like I said, it's really only been a year since last January that he's been with the Wild. So um, a small sample size, but obviously enough that the Wild feel like they have someone who they can really continue to build around this organization with. Uh, on the ice, uh, win over the Caps, and then uh, uh, kind of a, a bit of a collapse, if you will, against a good Carolina Hurricanes club. But this is a tough trip. I mean, you look at the four teams, Caps, Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning, that, that that's four very difficult road games in a row. Yeah, very good measuring sticks, too. Obviously, these are Eastern Conference teams, but these are teams of very high pedigree out East. Um, clearly, Tampa Bay has won the Stanley Cup a couple times recently. Florida's always, a, you know, in that contender bracket lately, and, and you know, Washington, same, um, you know, very tough trip, and you saw that in Carolina, and that was a game that was pretty much decided with special teams. You know, Carolina had seven power plays, um, you know, only scored a couple goals, but still it was a special teams play, a shorthanded goal that was the difference maker and obviously the game winner. So uh, you kind of see the margin for error really slim down against these top teams, even though they're in the other conference. There's still a very tough challenge for the Wild, and it continues now with this pair of games uh, in Florida. And uh, we may have a goalie rotation uh, going into the year. It was thought that Marc-Andre Fleury would uh, carry the load, but it looks like we're getting a little balance between uh, Fleury and Philip Gustafson in that. He's played well. Yeah, you know, it, it's been that way now for, for a little while. And, and, you know, 
Dean Evison was asked about that earlier this week, and you know he said it's not intentional the way that the team um, is obviously you know having these guys you know split the net and play one after the other. But clearly that's what's been happening is uh, they've been able to keep both guys active, and the results merit it. I think that's kind of the position you know unique or not that the Wild is in is that both goalies are playing well that it's probably tough to you know side with one and, and let one kind of carry the load um but it's been working for them too and so i think we're seeing that in the nhl you know in today's game is that it, it doesn't have to be a, a set hierarchy it doesn't have to be a lopsided split i think more of an even balance probably just suits today's athlete and teams like the wild are certainly benefiting from it yeah so uh, certainly a, a, a big uh trip for the wild and uh a, a big spot any any sense and i i doubt bill Guerin would would tip their hand but but there's been talk about you know if, if a deal is made and if dumba's moved and back to matt dumba and his situation what what could the wild be looking for you know over the next five weeks ahead of that deadline I think, you know, what, what's important to consider with Dumba is, is that even though he's in the last year of his contract, he's a pending unrestricted free agent, he's still a top-four defenseman on this team. So, you know, as the Wild sits now, you know, they're a playoff team, and if they subtract Dumba, that's a big hole in their blue line. And, if you know, if there's not someone coming back the other way in a deal to fill that role, it obviously leaves them, you know, with a noticeable gap in their lineup. Um, so, uh, you know, it, like I said, if it's not a comparable player back, they'd obviously have to find some type of internal solution or seek another move elsewhere. But, again, it's a team that has to be mindful of its budget. Obviously, there's flexibility this season, but there's not much flexibility after that, and that's really when the pinch hits is in the off season. So I think taking on term, uh, you know, deals like that, it's, it's really got to make a lot of sense for the Wild. Um, you know, obviously, I think up front, there's always question marks. Can they improve their depth? Can they add someone up the middle? You know, those are longstanding question marks for this organization that aren't unique to this season. But on the flip side, and, and we've seen Bill Guerin take both routes as GM. He's, he's stayed pat and let the team play as is. And then he's also made moves like, like the team did at last season's deadline when it was very active making a handful of moves and most notably bringing in Marc-Andre Fleury and Nett. But, um, you know, I think considering the, the team chemistry, how well the team's playing, um, you know, does a move upset that balance? Does it enhance it? I think that's probably the big debate, too, uh, sure. because as it stands now, like I said, this team is in a playoff position. If they can keep that momentum going, uh, you know, not to say that they can't find a way to get better, but at what cost does, you know, does that type of move come at and what effect does it have on the lineup, the locker room, just the vibe that's here with this team? But we've seen, though, you know, with the Ryan Reeves acquisition earlier this season, that that really suited the Wild, and the Wild really have played their best hockey since a trade like that came. That happened, and Reeves has been added to the lineup and provided size and grit, and um, you know, just kind of slid in very seamlessly into the lineup. So. Kind of a lot of factors, I think, to consider. Again, I think that's why the Wild will be a team to watch, you know, these next handful of weeks leading up to the March 3rd deadline. Well, Sarah, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. Take care, Steve. All right, Sarah McClellan covers the Wild for the Star Tribune online.
StarTribune.com. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll come back a little bit more on the wild. Timberwolves tonight on the radio. They take on the Rockets at home. Absolute positively must win game. You cannot lose this game tonight to Houston. Can you? We'll get into all of that here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Follow up on the wild. They beat the Caps. They beat Carolina. They're at Florida. They're at Tampa Bay. It is still way before the deadline. Here's a quick thought on the Matt Dumba situation. Healthy scratch in Raleigh. Healthy scratch outside of Miami tonight. Is this something that the Wild are using as a motivator so when Dumba's back in the lineup, he realizes he's playing for his future, that he's not necessarily playing for the Wild, considering he continues to be a big chip for the Wild going forward trade-wise, that they said, hey, let's sit him for a couple of games on this trip. Let's see if we can get him riled up and motivated with the idea he may not be here, but he's going to be somewhere else and is playing for a big payday somewhere in the NHL. That's just a thought on why he could be sitting right now. Because if you're thinking about moving the guy at the moment and you sit him down and say it's a hockey decision, other GMs would go, whoa, is he really playing that bad? You know, do we really want to give up a lot for this guy? So to me... I think it's a motivator. Get your act together. Get back out here. Get serious. And the Wild could, A, trade him for more, or B, keep him. And he could be a big part. As Sarah mentioned, you know, top four guy on this team. And and you need a good top four if you're going to get on any sort of run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's the drama right now. We'll see how it plays out. Florida today at 5 o'clock, and then uh, they, they remain in Florida until Tuesday and play uh, Tampa Bay, uh, the Lightning, before they return home Thursday. Uh, they get Philly, and then Buffalo here a week from tonight, and that'll close out January. No games on the 29th, 30th, or 31st for the Wild. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves take on the Rockets. We will talk more about this as we move through the day. Here on News Talk 830, they get Houston uh, tonight at home, and then they'll be in Houston uh, to take on the Rockets on Monday night. So two in a row with the Lowly Rockets. They've won 10 games this year. They've played 45. You absolutely, positively can't lose this game tonight. Um, No excuses. You have to beat this team tonight. And, and I would even say, you got to beat them two in a row. No excuses. Saturday, Monday, take care of business against the Rockets. Then you get the New Orleans Pelicans, who are starting to come back to earth uh, a little bit. And then you get our old friends, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, at Target Center on Friday night. So after the Rockets, a little bit more difficult. And then, oh, by the way, the Kings, one of the big surprises in the NBA, uh, loom as well at Target Center next Saturday night. So there's a busy, busy week for the Timberwolves coming off that good win over the Toronto Raptors. Um, I I, I call that a good win, Uh, the the way they battled and fought and and pulled one out. Uh, That is a good win. But uh, no excuses tonight. You can't lose to the Rockets at Target Center. Once again, our pregame show at 6.30 tonight. 
uh, tip app to seven Alan Horton here in the home of the Timberwolves. News Talk, E3LWCCO. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.